Former Bowie State defensive lineman and current Washington commander Joshua Pryor joins the show to talk about the organization's HBCU night out and then also his time at Bowie State. Oh, yeah, it's locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked on HBCU podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything, HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked on podcast network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor and current contributing writer at USA Today's Saints Wire. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day every day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over. It just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Starts with an S and ends with an S. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and then use the code locked on college to have your first deposit matched up to $100. I'm very excited about today's episode because it is feature Friday. I know we were typically going to wait until after the season. That's when we do it when we get into basketball season or really post football season. Um, but then I got an email. Then I was able to set something up. And we got Joshua Pryor, the former defensive lineman at Bowie State, former All-American and current Washington commander to come on the show. So we brought Feature Friday back a little bit early. But who's really complaining? Matter of fact, let's go ahead and get to Pryor discussing the Washington commanders in their HBCU initiative called HBCU Night Out. All right, Joshua, I'm appreciative of you coming on here, doing your thing, taking time out of your day. So thank you first and foremost. And I wanted to get into a special event that I'm not sure if everybody knows about, especially if they're not Commanders fans, right? But the Washington Commanders just put on an HBCU night out event. And for those who aren't familiar, can you explain what that is? Um, You know, from my understanding, basically just uh, shining the light, really giving recognition to uh, HBCUs, um, you know, we have, you know, a couple guys that that's from HBCUs. So it was really just a, a good day where they really like put, you know, HBCUs on, on display and, uh, gave a little bit more recognition. Um, just, uh, you know, like letting people know, um, that HBCUs are out there and, and trying to just spread awareness really. Right. And they had the Divine Nine out there. So it was it was a great event for alum students. But I was I was interested as an athlete who is on the commanders. Right. Was there anything you were able to participate in or was this strictly just for the fans? Was any fan and player engagement? I just wanted some of the details on that. Um, You know, 
it wasn't really anything extra that I myself was able to do. Um, I did see that they had the, you know, the divine nine out there. They did have a, a little bit more, um, you know, fan friendly stuff, uh, just that they can, you know, get more hand hands on with everything going on. Um, but me personally, I didn't, uh, you know, get to necessarily do anything, um, extra for the HBCU night. Right. So that was something I was interested in, but the event itself, outside of your involvement in it, you're an HBCU graduate, graduated from Bowie State, right? How did you feel about the team that you're on having an HBCU night? Because we see more of these, but it's not as if every single team has one. And the commanders are one of the ones who did. So how did that make you feel being somebody who graduated from Bowie State? Um, you know, it was definitely uh, it, it brought a great feeling to me, you know, just to to see, um, you know, basically where I come from, HBCUs, just getting that recognition. I feel like that they have like they deserve. Um, I wish, you know, it was a, a league wide thing. You know, every team took place and had their own uh, night to, you know, spread the recognition. But, you know, just taking small steps, you know what I'm saying? Like for me, um, even just coming out of college, like that was a big thing, you know, just trying to uh, shine more shine more light and get more light shined on HBCUs. Um, that was one of the reasons why I, you know, stayed at Bowie for all four years. So just, you know, every little thing that uh, can try to, you know, almost like even a playing field for HBCUs and, you know, spread that more, spread more lights on us. Um, you know, I'm definitely happy to see it and hopefully that I can see it continue. Right. So what do you feel like needs to be some of the steps, right? We don't have all the answers. I'm not trying to put you in a position to have all the answers to this, but what do you think you would like to see to continue the exposure, whether that's athletics, academics, because one of the things that I think is great about this is you have fans out there and students and high schoolers at these games who they they're not going to play ball. They're not going to play football. They're not going to play basketball, baseball, volleyball, right? Soccer. They're not going to play these things, but now a Bowie state is in front of their face to go get an education. So what do you feel needs to happen to where we continue to spread and, and kind of grow the exposure of HBCUs locally and nationally? Um, you know, one of the biggest things I would say is, uh, you know, just resources, um, you know, HBCU, I didn't even know uh, the the resources that I was going without for so long just because, you know, that's all I knew. So, um, and I just, from a, you know, an athletic standpoint and a um, just overall, I'd say, like, campus standpoint, um, you know, like, HBCUs, uh, we really just make the most of what we have and, um, you know, like, that's just how we do it, you know, and, and go from there. And, you know, I think as we continue to get, like, more recognition uh, put on for HBCUs, that will give more support, um, you know, like, more alumni uh, give it back. And, you know, it just got to be like a, a building thing, you know, taking small steps at a time. Um, even me, like, just from when I first went to Bowie to now, like, you can see the the improvements that's going on. So they definitely, um, 
you know, taking those steps and, and getting there and trying to put more resources into things that we need. But, uh, you know, I just feel like it's going to take time, but it's definitely moving in the right direction. Well, that's always a good thing because it's not overnight, right? Nothing is, and it's important to remember it is a progress. But I wanted to ask you about a couple of the guys who are from HBCUs in that locker room with you. You have Danny Johnson, you have Trent Scott, and both of those guys are year six players. So they're a little bit older than you are. But does the the HBCU connection still kind of bond you guys in a certain way where it's like, okay, I know you went to an HBCU, I went to an HBCU. And it might not be the same experience, but I understand. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I feel like any player coming from HBCU, they kind of, they will always have a chip on their shoulder, you know, kind of, um, you know, to you got to remember where you came from at the end of the day. And so, uh, you know, I definitely had talks with them guys, you know, like Danny, he went to uh, seven. So he was he was talking about um, some of the guys that, that actually, uh, went to boy with me. That's that's up there now. Just was playing, so you know it's it's, it's good to to you know find uh, find other guys that you know went to HBCUs and we can definitely connect uh, because of that and really just kind of have that that mutual understanding of you know we both kind of went through the same struggles but we prevailed. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, that's that's definitely. I think that last line though. Like we went through the same struggle, but we prevailed. And that's a lot of times, not just the story, but I think that's the missing part of the story. People only focus on that struggle, but it's the prevailing part that, hey, we went here, we had to go through this, that, and the third, but look what we came out of it, man. So congratulations to you because it is something that deserves to be congratulated. And as we move forward, I actually want to get into that time. I think that's a perfect segue leading into it. I want to talk about your time at Bowie State and then also the decision to stay at Bowie State despite some things changing as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, and Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Did you use Prize Picks on Thursday night football? Did you make yourself a little bit of money? Maybe you didn't know how to do it. That's okay because we still have Sunday coming up. Right. You still have various games. For example, my Saints are playing the Panthers and. I would hope that the Saints get a lot of the moors on this. Let me tell you how this thing works. So you take two to six players from whatever team. It could be multiple teams. You take two to six players. You put down whatever your deposit is going to be. And then you say, are they going to have more or less than their projected totals? Maybe it's basketball. Right. You still got the in season tournament. You still have those things going on. The finals will be next week. So. Do you think that this person will have more or less three-pointers than three and a half? Do you think that this person will have 50, uh, more or less than 50 yards rushing the ball? All of those things come into play. And if you know what you're talking about, you got a little bit money, uh, more money in your pocket. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on college. And when you use the code locked on college, got to add the code in there. You have your first deposit matched up to hundred dollars. As we continue rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. And remember, we have our 24-7 all day, every day 
locked uh, locked on sports today podcast stream so whether it's 11 a.m 11 p.m you can go on there and you can check something out i have joshua Pryor, a, a defense alignment for the washington commanders here with me and former Bowie state defense alignment i want to ask you about your time there so you spent five years right because you redshirted correct a year and then you played four more years yeah actually um yeah, five and a half because I had my COVID year as well. So I was in college for a little bit. That, before we get into that, the COVID year eligibility, I'm kind of glad we're starting to work our way out of that because it gets confusing with eligibility sometimes. It's like, okay, this person came in and he got a register because of medical and then he got the COVID. So I'm kind of glad we're getting away from that and, and whatnot. But, yeah, so you have five and a half years at Bowie State, right? In what ways did those five and a half years shape you not only as a player, but then also as a man? Um, I feel like Bowie, just that that time me being at Bowie, really, uh, it it did a lot for me, really, just uh, overall development as as a person, you know, on and off the field. Um, I'll start with on the field just because, you know, that's, you know, what I do. So um, coming coming from high school, uh, I, I had, you know, three offers. Um, but Bowie, that was really the one that that landed home with me, uh, mainly because I felt like they cared about me, not just as a football player and what I can do for them, but they cared about me as a man. Uh, and so that's really what got in my decision going there. And when I got there, uh, they really – I feel like they put me in a position to to succeed. Um, they they knew who who they wanted me to be for them, and it was up to me to fill into that role. Um, and I mean, like you know, I did red redshirt, but uh, you know, even my redshirt year, they had me you know leading the lines and and really you know putting me trying to put me in position to be you know that future leader and that future. Um, guy on the team that that you know I, I ended up turning into be, uh, but you know um, my first my first year it was just about trying to develop my game. You know, coming from high school, I didn't really have like the the technical coaching and all of that. You know, just high school. You know, you line up and go get in the backfield, make something happen. So. You know, I was I was uh, focusing on things, one thing, like one thing at a time. Once I felt like I got that down, I went to the next thing. So literally went from like just focusing on my get off. As soon as like I watch film, I, I see it improving. All right, now I feel like my get off the fastest. Okay, now I'm going to work on my hand placement. All right, once I feel like that's done, now I'm going to work on my first step, like all of that. And I just kind of started putting it together. Um, and then that following spring, um, after my after that season, that was really my time, like to to really prove myself and prove, um, you know, who who I was gonna be. And you know, uh, my first practice, we had a transfer guy coming in the O lineman uh, run. So I went against him, was doing pretty good off practice, and um, you know, from there just just never really looked back. Uh, and then, you know, so slowly just working on my game, trying to refine things on stuff like that. And then 
you know, I had a, all of my freshman year, I was a, a All-American and everything like that. So going into my sophomore year, um, my coaches, they they started trying to instill in me that um, I can't win by myself and really trying to put that in my head that it's a team game. I need to be a team player and trying to, you know, refine my leadership skills, basically, um, you know, telling me, trying to find ways how I can pull the guys around me up and, and do all that. So that's what I focused on, um, you know, so I was, I really was trying to work on being a leader and, you know, that came over time by my junior season, uh, senior season, you know, I was the captain and um, really like, uh, you know, I felt like a, a strong leader for the team. Um, but yeah, off the field, I just feel like, you know, it. I went through a, a real transition of, you know, realizing that, you know, I can't just be a football player. And, um, you know, I still had to, to find myself outside of football. And so I had to, you know, just open up and, and being around, you know, my team and just, you know, at Bowie, uh, meeting people and all of that stuff. I kind of opened up out of my shell and, um, you know, started, you know, trying, like, seeing the value and being more social. So I would say that that that's the two ways on and off the field that I, um, you know, pretty much, you know, transition and develop that bull. Yeah, man. And when you look at the things they ask you to do on the field, playing between different defense alignment positions, and I would assume that that helped you within your transition to the NFL, which we'll get into later on and whatnot. But there was a moment that I want to take you to. I want to take you to this moment because you were great coming out the gate, redshirt freshman year, All-American, like you say. Another great year, another great year. But you never entered the portal. And we see a lot of people, they have a great year at an HBCU, and then they enter the portal. Why did you not do that? Like, why didn't you follow that same suit? And even if that was just transferring to uh, a D, an FCS HBCU, you could have done that too, but you chose to stay at Bowie State despite having great season after great season. Right. Um, that's <clears throat> that's something that uh, I don't know. I kind of prided myself on. It was definitely um, talks about it and stuff early, like early on in my career, even before uh, you know going into my last year with the coaching changes and everything like that, but. Um, you know, like after after my my first year on the field, you know, I, I even had my own teammates like asking me, you know, you know, why are you like why are you here? You know, you can you can transfer, go here and here, do this and that, right? But um it was two two main reasons. Um the first one was I felt like buoy you know, like we we had an understanding, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, at the same time, uh, like at the same in the same token of me, <clears throat> me understanding like the bigger picture and things, you know, like because try the transferring, I feel like that would have been easy, you know. But at the same time, like I would have never went to Bowie if I felt like I couldn't have made it from the, the like made it to the NFL from Bowie. Like that was a big thing for me, even in my recruitment process. Um, I, I was I was recruited from by uh, Morgan Morgan State, so like I had D one offers as well. But like I said, Bowie was the one that just that's that 
you know, stuck out to me. Um, I made it a point uh, in letting them know that, with like my my NFL ambition and stuff like that, um, you know, on my visits and and when we had talks and they made me feel comfortable um, that you know I can get it done. They even had uh, I had a they had a home visit one one night. They brought one of their former players that um, was from Baltimore as well went to the same high school as me. Ended up uh, making it to the NFL as well, so you know that was a uh, probably one of the the things that solidified me going there in the first place. And so, you know, like at that time, like coming off my junior season, uh, I felt like it was really no need. Um, you know, I, it, of course, it probably would have made things easier and you know a lot less. Uh, I guess stressful or, you know, whatever you want to call it. But like, I, I always like believe in myself. Um, like, like I said, if I felt like I wouldn't have been able to make it fumble, I would have never went there. So, um, you know, I'm, I was just big on loyalty. I also want to like see, I also want to be able to go back to Bowie and see it continue to grow and, you know, like see more people go to the league and, that kind of ties into what we was talking about earlier, just, you know, the growth of, you know, seeing the HBCU community grow and more people from that making and more recognition and all of that. So that was big for me. Yeah, and you mentioned the coaching change. So you were able to, or Bowie State was able to retain a little bit of continuity because you, you had Coach Jackson who was already on the staff, so a lot of people were familiar but at the same time, he's not Coach Wilson in the sense that they're two separate individuals. There might be continuity in how some of the things are similar because of a blueprint, but they're not the same guy. So what were some of the differences between Damon Wilson in your first, I guess, four and a half years and then Coach Jackson in your fifth year? Um, You know, I say the biggest thing is – they like the the experience level that I saw. Um, you know, also like when I first when I when I was under Coach Wilson, you know, he had the the younger version of me. He was more so like, you know, he was guiding me along the way and uh, part of that development of uh, into turning me into like the version of myself you see now. But um, you know, so when Coach Kyle he he got um, put into that position. Uh, you know, it was more so like, like I, I could understand that he's a, like he never been in this position. Literally, like a few, like that whole time he went from the linebackers coach to D coordinator to head coach in less than a year, like before the season started. So, you know, going into the season, like I understood that you know things weren't going to be as you know like smooth as having Wilson, somebody that you know, has been a head coach for a long time, has the connections and know how to handle certain situations. Um, but like me being like a, you know, a senior at the time with, with Coach Kyle getting in, into the into that position, I was able to do more of my, and, you know, we was able to talk, like have one-on-ones a lot more. And like, I felt like it was a, you know, more of a, I would say more of like a, a whole team effort, um, you know, like we all we all had to to buy in and understand what was going on. And, um, you know, I was trying to do my part and 
you know, just, you know, as far as on the field and like the players and all of that, like trying to make sure that as much as I could do for the team, um, you know, I, I was going to get it done. Um, but yeah, Coach K, he definitely a great guy. Uh, you know, somebody that, like you said, it was good just having somebody with with familiar uh, with a familiar face to to step in because, like you know, going through the whole coaching change right before the season, that's already you know tough for a team. So having a whole new guy that doesn't know our culture, doesn't know our system, like it wasn't as bad of a culture shock as it, as I feel like it could have been at all. Um, and that was you know another reason for me staying. Like I was one of the the last like familiar guys, you know, that was in that Wilson era and in that era of like like trying to keep that culture and, you know, pass it down to right. the next guys. So and that was a big thing for me. Right. And after that you went into kind of a similar area. Right. You didn't go too far. You went on to the Washington Commanders. And we'll look at that transition that you made into the NFL as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors, the right parts, the right fits, the right prices. And honestly, what else could you ask for in the trail? I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to fix something up with my car. I need the right fit. I need the right parts. I need the right price. Every single thing is good. So you're going to have, and my friend, actually, he's getting his car fixed up. And I told him, he said, yeah, I think I'm going to need an alternator. I think I'm going to need this. I said, hey, whatever it is that you need, go to ebaymotors.com. Go to ebaymotors.com, and I promise you they're going to have it, and they're going to have it for you fast. And all you have to do is put your car into my garage section, right? I'm not going to tell you what my guy is driving. But, you know, I say, hey, go ahead and put your bleep, 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 bleep into the my garage section. And then I promise you, you'll have the right fit at a price that you're happy with. And it'll be there in the right time frame. eBay Motors, the right parts, the right fit, the right prices. eBay Motors guaranteed fits. As we're wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day. Every day, making it all the way to segment three, and I thank you two times for that. I have Washington Commander defensive lineman Joshua Pryor, former Bowie State defensive lineman here with me. And listen, before we get to the NFL, you first have to go through the pre-draft process. You have the Legacy Bowl. You have workouts with teams you have meetings with teams you have calls with teams you have negotiation after the draft the undrafted process what was your your pre-draft process like going from Bowie State until you get to the Washington Commanders okay so um you know, basically right after the season uh I was focused on graduation. I was graduating that winter. So, I mean, you know, that first semester. So getting my graduation out the way, as soon as I was done graduating or, you know, at the same time, also trying to figure out who was going to be my agent. Um, you know, of course I was, I had, I was dealing with that during the season, but I really like wasn't focused on that. I was making the season my focus. So as soon as the season was over now, I'm trying to figure out which agent I'm going to sign. Uh, signed my agent 
Um, and now it's just about training um, as, and trying to get as much as I can done before, you know, pro day and the bowl game and all that, like you said. So um, my agent, he got me uh, situated working out in North Carolina um, at Duke, at this um, Duke Performance. It's this, uh, like this little program they put together, but I had a meal plan and, you know, had my combine training as well as my um like on the field training um when i was there from basically the start of the the year all the way until it was time for the legacy combine the hbcu combine legacy bowl um so you know at the end of my my season i was probably like 240 you know so i got up to like 255 going into into the combine i was actually like feeling great about everything um so you know just went there did what i did what i had to do as far as the combine and the legacy bowl um met a lot of guys you know that like i said was you know dealing with coming through the same struggle and we all you know at this point it was just a nice uh it was good camaraderie you know like it was just a great great environment for me um then after that, went back down, continued to train until uh, basically until I had my pro day, which was at Maryland. So did my pro day, um, and then I was just home, um, you know, trying to work out and stay in shape and just wait, you know, because at that point, you know, once you once you're done, you know, your combine or your pro day and all that, you pretty much did all the work that you can do. Um, so you just waiting waiting for the call, you know, trying to talk to your agent and, and see, like, all right, have you heard from anybody tell you, he tell me what he's hearing, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, coming, like, from our position, uh, it, was, it was like a toss-up, you know, it's like we playing a waiting game, really. Um, so, draft night, day three, uh, finally get the the last, get through everything, um, and then, you know, the phone start going off, uh commanders there was the first team to actually send an offer so just kind of took it in like i said same thing like i just felt like you can't really like that's that's all i needed the opportunity um got there and you know it was a a big transition at first just like seeing how much different it is from coming from like Bowie uh as far as like the resources and like how much access that you have to things and all of that so I was I was taking advantage of it really like my trend like my process you know a lot of people like lose weight and during camp or you know like throughout the season or whatever the case but me I was I'm, I, be, I was gaining weight like just back like having that regiment uh and the the resources the meals like all of that like buoy like it was really like a I was I was really trying to get it on my own like I even had like my family like doing meal prep for me and like that's how I'm I'm getting my I'm trying to make make sure I'm maintaining my calories taking extra shakes like I'm I was doing everything so not having to like worry so much about all the outside stuff that still has to do with football but it's not on the field like. All of that stuff is like taken care for now. So I was really able to just, you know, focus on football, focus on, you know, my craft and, um, 
you know, just made that transition uh like the you know, rookie mini camp and OTAs and all that, just trying to, you know, be around the guys and get a feel for everything. But you know, I feel like the first practice I you know, I was out there and I'm like, yeah, I realized like, you know, at the end of the day, football is football, you know, like yeah. we all we all got the same helmet, same pass, like it's not that much of a it wasn't that much of like a shock um physically for me uh as much as it was like environmentally so you know i felt like it was a good transition for me and that's pretty much like my pre-draft process really yeah you mentioned something there that i thought was was interesting you mentioned your family meal prepping for you right now we don't have to detail that but it does kind of showcase just how close to home you were so you played high school ball, college ball, and now professional ball, all kind of in the same area. What does it mean for you to be able to play all three of those levels pretty close to home? Man, uh, I feel like it's a it's a blessing, you know, just like being able to be so close to my support system. Um, it allows me to like, you know, like my dad, he he came to all of my college games, so I, I can like he can still come to all of my games and just like um, being so close to to the people that I played with growing up and like met along my journey. Like everyone, I feel like can can see me and like I'm almost like within like within reach to 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 my support. So. Um, it's definitely a blessing. I feel like I'm playing for like everybody that I ever played with, you know, like mm-hmm. they all, all they were supporting the, the commanders of the Ravens nine times out of 10. So I feel like uh, it's definitely a blessing. Not a lot. I feel like not a lot of people get to have that opportunity. So for me, I'm trying to really just make the most of it and, um, you know, like do as much as I can with it, really. Uh, especially as far as like just having my my dad, I feel like that's uh that's my guy, you know what I'm saying. So just being able to have and um bring him around as much as I can, like that's that's big for me. Right, and and you know what? I'll take you one more place before we get out of here. We're going on this journey. People always say, "Act like you've been there before." Act like you've been there before. But sometimes we haven't been there before. Sometimes it's our first time being there. And in your first game, you were able to charge down on special teams, get yourself a tackle. You had never been there before. What was it like your first time in an NFL game registering a tackle and being able to say, I was on the stat sheet? Like, like can't nobody take that away from you anymore? Like, I was there, and I see my name. You see my name. You see that number next to me. I played in an NFL game. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, for me, it's big. Um especially like my my situation you know um getting cut early in the season then coming back and that's my first game being elevated so you know it's kind of like like even from the moment i first ran on the field it was just like a different feeling uh like you know you know of course i had my preseason game but it's like now i'm really here uh and i was like kind of just like i felt like this emotion just like rushing through my body um and like you know like on the field for me uh i don't really have a whole lot of like a whole lot of thoughts or like you know stress or nothing like that like i'm like this is what i do you know so 
I feel like the the practice that I, you know, the preparation I put in is kind of like, you know, this is why I'm here. So um, just going out there and, you know, doing what my coach telling me, you know, my coach Nate, <laughs> that's what I got. But, you know, just uh, trying to carry out my technique, run down the field. I, I see him like I can, I replay the, the, the in my head a lot, but it's like running down the field, I see him like running. And he start turning the corner. I said, "Okay, I guess this is like he. This my tackle." Like, so uh, after that was a great feeling, just getting up and all of all of my teammates uh, coming over and you know cheering me on and supporting me. Um, it's definitely uh, no other way that I would, like would have wanted to have my first game for sure. Um, you know, especially like this is my first year playing special teams, but like. You know, it's, I'm just out there playing ball, just having fun, really. Man, I appreciate you. And I'll tell you what, I was out here just having fun during this interview. So I want to say thank you again. I appreciate you, your agent, setting this up. It was a great time. And I hope that everybody who was listening, they learned something, whether that was an experience, whether that was something to go show somebody else. I definitely feel like there's a few sound bites in here. But, Mr. Pryor, thank you immensely. I appreciate you. Y'all all go follow him. On Twitter at underscore retsnom fifty five. That's R or underscore R E T S N O M five five. Now, there's one thing every new guest has to do before we get out of here. Is I need you to let one play my music. Let one off and we out of here, man. I got so <laughs> play my music. Peace. Peace you.